All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Eat, Drink, Travel, Y'all podcast. I am so excited. Week 20, episode 20 today to have local Walla Walla restaurateur Tom Macaroni of T-Max. Tom, thank you so much for being here today. Absolutely. Excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to have you. We're sitting in your beautiful restaurant in downtown Walla Walla right now. Um, which I understand this wasn't your first location. You guys have moved from a, from a smaller space, which was right on this block and want to talk about the space now and how you went from, from there to this beautiful space. But just start off about telling us, you know, how your love for food and getting into the restaurant business came about. I know you had a career in retail and have done other things in your life, but just give us the whole the whole story with how you got into hospitality and how you fell thing. in love with it. Yeah, uh, I guess, you know, when I stop and think about it, I, I think about, um, you know, where this all started. And really, it probably started back when my parents had a small deli in town called That's Italian. And they opened that up in the late 70s. So I was probably all of about eight or 10 years old um, when they opened that. And I just always had this infatuation with that type of business or that type of service. Or, and I used to, as an eight or 10 year old, walk around that place and you know pretend like it was mine and tell the people that worked there that it was gonna be mine someday. And oh. I would get mad at them if they didn't do things the way I wanted them to. <laughs> and it's, it's kind of funny if I think about it now, because yeah, you know, fast forward to being 55 years old and having this you know, gigantic operation is kind of crazy. But, you know, when I lived in Seattle, I worked for Nordstrom for years, you know, obviously customer service orientated, learned a ton from that company, um, went on to work for Eddie Bauer corporate, um, you know, in the buying office. And just, this has always been a pipe dream of mine of something I've always wanted to do. And I've always loved entertaining. I've always loved food. I've always loved, you know, the customer service part of this business. And so, you know, just taking those 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 things and putting them into a into a business. Um, this all started with just a, a, a phone call of a friend from Walla Walla here that called and said, "There's this guy that has this building and he wants to put a restaurant in it." And I thought of you, and I was like, "Yeah, whatever, I'll call him." And I never called him. And then, long story short, I ended up finally getting a hold of the guy, and I drove down that next day and met with him. And I don't know, it just it happened through a conversation, and like four hours later, I was driving back to Seattle saying, I'm moving to Walla Walla and open a restaurant in 2005. Going going back and home to Walla Walla, going, going back home. to my roots yeah, and, and, and fulfilling that eight-year-old's <laughs> dream that you, exactly. that you had so many years ago. Yeah, and as much as I love the retail business, and I've, I've owned my own clothing store when I was 25 here in Walla Walla, and I've, you know, I've done it all. I've, I do still love the reg business, but you know, this business is probably where my, my heart and soul is. And I just always realize, realize that. and. You know, when I was at Eddie Bauer, I, I knew I wasn't happy. I knew I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer in, you know, things fall into place the way they're supposed to. And I, I truly believe that this just fell into place for me. And I'm a very fortunate person to have been celebrating 16 years this coming November of this business and having two amazing business partners now. Um, and I, I'm very blessed to have this. Well, and I mean, you know, retail and, 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 the restaurant business are very different, but they're also very similar. Um, in some ways, you're talking, you know, customer service and hospitality. And I think that I think that we can all see that you've got that hospitality piece that is just 
that is, that is so important. When you walk into your restaurant from the service to the food to how ev everything looks, it's just, it's very welcoming to your guests. And Thank that's you. just, that, I think that's a bit of a carryover there. A uh, big carryover part of it. I'm, you know, I was a merchandiser for, for Nordstrom as a manager, but I, I was also a merchandiser and um, they used me to uh, travel to different, different stores to help managers learn how to merchandise the product. And so I've always been, you know, had a talent that way and you know aesthetics is everything about this business um placements color um feel ambiance is all a huge part of this business you know i'm a big believer in you know any business you have you can have you know you can have good food you can have great service you have great ambiance but if you're missing you know um you know one of those aspects in some sort of a business form i you know i you have the potential to fail i just you have to have all the pieces of the puzzle yeah to, to make it work absolutely i mean it doesn't matter how good the food is somewhere. If you if you walk in and you do not feel welcome, if you feel out of place, that's that's going to completely change the experience that that you have, or vice versa. Maybe it, it's the if, like you're saying, if the service is outstanding but the food is not there, if the you know the floors aren't swept, you know things exactly. like that. That, that it's, it's it's a whole experience. It's all about the details. It, it really, really is. is. Yeah, all about the details. And so. You know, my, my staff laughs at me all the time because I will see that the most minute detail of this place, you know, it could be that the 10 people walk by it and there's a lamp that's unplugged and not one of them will see it. I'm the only one that sees it. And it's just, it's always about the detail to me. It's the plants outside. It's the, it's the placement of the chairs, it's the placement of the tables. It's, it's, it's everything I think that brings the whole package together for, to make something successful. Well, and I, you can you can see that in this beautiful restaurant. You have put so much thought into it. This beautiful piano, these beautiful light fixtures. When when I walked up, he was watering the plants outside. I mean, it's you know that connection that you're here. The the owner of the restaurant tour. I think that's such a you can see your touch on everything and how much you care. And I do. I think that's I what really sets a restaurant apart, in my opinion. Thank you. And so, so, so you moved back from Seattle in 2005. How long were you over there? I was over in Seattle, I think, for about altogether 12 years. Okay, okay. So you come back, you you get this call, and then this isn't T-Max yet. It was T-Macaronis to begin T -Macaronis with. T-Macaronis to begin with, and it was, was it on Main Street? No, it was right right next door. So okay. Same, right, literally right next door to the building next door. So okay. That all spurred, uh, you know, just uh, the, the name. Um, so I had decided I was moving back here and opening the restaurant and I went back to Seattle and I was trying to figure stuff out and had no idea how I was going to do it. I had no money. I had a little bit of 401k that I cashed in that was, I don't know what I was thinking I was going to do with that, but it wasn't enough. And I thought I'd go to a bank and I thought I would do this and do that. And I had gone out to dinner with a friend of mine and um, prior to, well, this friend of mine, we went and had dinner and I told him what I was doing. And I, I was terrified to tell him because he's kind of one of my bosses at, at Eddie Bauer. And I told him what I was doing and he said, this is exactly what you should be doing. How much money do you need? And I told him and he said, wrote it on a napkin. And he, he loaned me the money to get this thing going. And the reason he did that was because he was a merchandiser, uh, a, a designer that had moved from New York re recently into Eddie Bauer's world. And uh, as a, you know, as a hospitality guy and as someone who just likes to bring people together, I invited him over to my place for dinner with a couple of other coworkers that had kind of got to know him and because he was part of our team, I wanted him to feel welcome and make him feel like he was a part of the Eddie Bauer team. And so I 
cooked this dinner off of one of his favorite restaurants out of New York called Pestis and uh, kind of set the dining room up like kind of New York themed kind of a thing. And, and uh, this is just, this is just me. This wasn't, there was no, there was no purpose behind it. There was no hidden agenda behind it. It was just, this is just what I did and who I was. And fast forward a year and a half later when I'm having dinner and I'm telling what I'm doing, he's like, this is exactly what you should be doing. And he's never forgotten that dinner. And that was really the reason that he, he backed me in this whole thing. So, so you, were you ever in the kitchen at your original restaurant? Were you, okay, because you're saying, I, I know never. you love food and I'm, and I'm sure you love to cook at home, but and I know you're, you're more of the face and the business side. And, and at least now you've got Jose who is, who is, who is wonderful. But hearing you talk about this meal, I just, I'm wondering if maybe when. I just, I, I you know, growing up in, with my parents in their deli, I, I mean, I worked in there and I made sandwiches out of like a holder and. Um, I mean, my parents had that for 15 years, so I, I grew up in that business. Um, and then just entertaining, I would, you know, my parents were big into catering when I was young, and I sort of, you know, through friends in Seattle, they'd be like, hey, I'm having a party, would you help do the food? And then I would help do the food, and it would be this extravagant, you know, spread and this extravagant thing. Well, that just turned into one more person calling and another person calling. So then working full-time, I was also kind of catering on the side full-time. And so it was just kind of one of those you know, just one of those things I have a passion for. I love food, love cooking, and I just researched and researched and tested and, you know, just kept trying recipe after recipe after recipe just to just to keep trying something. I can't say that I've ever made the same thing twice, you know, and I, and I don't really use recipes anymore. I just, it's all from just learning and knowing flavor and knowing food and knowing what flavors work together and which ones don't work together. Um, I can whip up some you know, really good Chinese food. And I, I don't, I just, it's just all from trial and error. Yeah. Um, but it's all passion. I think it's, it's, I think everybody has a passion and, and I think you've got to find it. And once you find it, you just start chasing it and, and just run with it. And I, it just works. Well, and I, I don't know if it was like the first time that I met you or ran into you when we had moved here, but it was, um, so T-Max has a beautifully curated little shop called T-Max Epicurean, right? Epicurean right. Kitchen, yeah. Epicurean Kitchen attached with all these fantastic uh, food products from all over the world that you've spent a lot of time into, you know, picking products that you really like. And I remember walking in there and being so happy, first of all, to find something like this in Walla Walla after we, we had just moved and been, you know, in downtown Seattle for, you know, for, for eight years. Um, you definitely have some products that you can't find anywhere else. And you were in the store and I was, oh, you know, tell me about this stuff. And you were just so excited. Well, these are just the things that from my travels that from, you know, from cooking myself, these are the things that, that I love. And, and you do, you have, you have, uh, you have garbanzo beans from, um, uh, Oh my gosh, the Napa Valley garbanzo beans from Steve Sando. My my oh, brain yeah. is my brain is going my brain is going blank. Rancho Gordo. I can't. Gordo, I, yeah. I I saw those when I was in your store last yeah. week. You've got just beautiful things from all over. Pastas. There we needed a pasta, a kind of short pasta last week for something we were cooking, well, and you couldn't find it anywhere else in town. But you have a beautiful selection of of, of pastas in there, of sauces, of olive oils, just really beautifully curated, well done. Um, again, just uh, things you can't find in town. Well, I, mean, I try to, I try to do, I, that's what I try to make that store about is things you can't find in town. Um, you know, that whole store, I'm a, one of those people that says, once you're in the retail business, you can never get out of your blood. And that's kind of, that's kind of what that story is. There was a, one of my, 
one of my former Nordstrom vice presidents who I've gotten to know through the years, even after leaving Nordstrom, was in was actually in town um, last this last spring. She her husband came in and she walked in and she just goes, Oh my God, Tom. She's like, Oh my God, this is just the most amazing store. And I just looked at her and laughed and I said, Well, you know, once once you once you're in retail, you can never get out of it. You just can't. I mean, I've got you know, I've got some wild hairy brain brain ideas. I still might open up a men's clothing store again, just because it's stuff that I just can't get out of my blood. But uh, the stores, I, I spent a lot of time in Italy about three years ago with a good friend of mine and just really fell in love with that, just, you know, the product and the food and the quality of the product. And then, you know, I, I don't know if everyone's been to Italy in New York, but it's a um, Mario Batali's one block grocery store. It's literally, I could go there and, and bring a sleeping bag and sleep there. It's the most amazing experience in my life. And, and when I walked in that store about four years ago, with some friends, I fell in love with the whole concept of of what that store was. Now there's one in San Francisco, there's mm-hmm. one in Chicago, there's one in LA. I think they're kind of all over, but mm-hmm. that New York one is the primo, most amazing Italian retail store I've ever been in my life. And and that inspired me to do Epicurean Kitchen. So Epicurean Kitchen is evolving into we got all kinds of things planned coming up, you know, moving forward and as as, as we get out of COVID and kind of move forward with our lives and business. But it's, it's it's that's a passion of mine, big passion. Well, that is that's very clear. Um, that again, it's just one of the most beautifully curated shops. If you're visiting Walla Walla, if you live here, if you're a food lover, it is. We found we were in last week and we found this new. It was like a Calabrian tomato hot sauce from from Italy, and we used it in, in a pasta that we were making to spice it up. And it's just it's delicious. I love hot sauces, and I'd never seen. I don't know if I've ever seen an Italian hot sauce like yeah, this, but then that was, one. and yeah. we love Calabrian chilies and we were just, you know, you're not going to find that. I, I hadn't ever seen that before anywhere after living in Seattle and having De La Renti beside us yeah. for, you know, for almost 10 years. And, and it's, it's a very special place and it's obvious that you've put a lot of thought into it. Um, and yeah, I'm very excited to see what, what else is to come, um, what, what else is to come and what, cause every time I'm in there, there's something new. It's well, the other thing. I find something new every time. As I've been in this business for 16 years, um, you know, I'm, I'm looking at different ways of trying to, you know, um, push push our push our brand and, and do things differently. And with Jose as my business partner and Logan as my business partner now, it allows me to, you know, not be here all the time like I, I have been in years past. So one of the things we have planned for the Epicurean Kitchen is um, starting a uh, Epicurean Kitchen Club, similar to a wine club. But this would be um, a quarterly package that's sent to you, and that package would be something I've curated throughout the entire world. I'm going to do some traveling uh, to Europe. I've got plans to go to Argentina. I've got plans to go to uh, Portugal and uh, really find these special products, have things that are custom done just for this club. So um, we could be in Portugal and going to one of the most oldest, you know, pottery production companies, and you know, meeting the owners and and curating this beautiful pasta dish that's made just for this club. And all this will be videotaped and blogged and, you know, interviewed and talked about as, as I, as I do these things. So I'm excited about that. It's, it's not something that's going to happen tomorrow, but it's something we're working on for the future. Again, as we come out of COVID and countries start to open up and mm-hmm. you can start traveling again and, and doing all these kinds of things. But that's kind of my, what my, my next phase of this business looks like. Well, that sounds 
Very fun. If you need a second, if you need another blogger, photographer, and come with you and document this, or just just a friend to to tag along, I will volunteer for any of those trips. Um, And speaking of traveling, you said that your time in Italy three years ago was very um, instrumental in in what the store turned into. That that after you you know Italy inspired you, you spent some time in Italy. Tell us just a little bit about where you were in Italy and um, you know your your time there, yeah, and how it did inspire you. Well, I was with my friend Justin from Vapiano, and uh, he's been there many many times, so he's more familiar with the with the land than I am. And I've been there one other time, but. We spent uh, most of the time in Florence. Uh, we spent about a week in Chicoterra. Um, gosh, where else were we? I can't even remember. Um, but just, just I mean, I, I think the, the thing for me is what I loved about it is I wasn't rushed. We were there for three weeks. Um, we spent one week at a uh, the most, most gorgeous um, property where we did um, on-site cooking. We went to a family's house for, for lunch. We went hiking. And ended up at a, at a you know monastery that's I, I think it was in the 1700s, but uh, had wine and a picnic lunch, and every every single bit of it was so off the charts to perfection. And it's everything that I truly believe in. It's it's homemade. It's good people. It's wine. It's conversation. It's it's laughing. It's it's having telling great stories. And that's what this entire trip was about. And there was no rush. We could spend hours just sitting in the piazza just watching people drinking rosé and you know just having a charcuterie platter just watching the people was was unbelievable um every day was just you know and i I blogged the entire time i was there which i'm i'm not a blogger and i'm not a writer but i would i would sit and i would write notes everything everything i felt everything i smelled everything i touched everything i looked at and i would just through the day i would just write these notes down on my phone Write them and write. And at the end of the night, I would go home and I'd lay in bed and I would just write this story about my day. And I started posting it on social media, and the response was just overwhelming. Like people were saying, "Like, oh my god, I feel like I'm on the trip with you. I can't wait for your post the next day." And that's sort of what got me kind of inspired about this Epicurean Kitchen Club thing: is to to go out there and just explore and experience, and then to share that with people, and then bring product back. I don't care if I'm in. Uh, you know, Jerusalem or Turkey finding the most amazing spices mm-hmm. and bringing them back and sharing them with this club and saying, you know, this is this is what this month's all about or this is what this quarter's all about. It's all about cooking with amazing spices and here's how you can do those. Here's some recipes. Here's what I learned while I was there. Um, and I just, I think that there's, there's something to that. You know, not everyone in this world likes to travel. Not everybody can travel. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think that if you can kind of bring that into a, into something where people can experience that with you. And, and because people know me so well, people, you know, there's just this, 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 you know, thing that we've created over 16 years in this business. Um, you know, we have a long following of great customers and people that have been coming back here for years. And <clears throat> I want to just kind of take that to that next step yeah. and just can kind of continue that, that relationship on and in, in just kind of a different way, I guess. Well, and so getting back to you've been doing this for 16 years, started off in the building next door to where we are right now. Um, 
how long, okay, how long have you been, talk to us about the transition, talk to us about the difference between when you, you started next door and the evolution and how things have changed and, and the move, but tell us like when you started, well, has your concept changed a lot? Has the menu changed a lot? I mean, I know you oh are God. seasonal, you do a lot of local, obviously your menu changes, but how, how different is T-Max from when you started? Uh, really different. So when I first opened, um, it was just really like, some sandwiches, some salads, some, some soups, and a couple of pastas. And I had I, my friend Joe tells the story the best. Um, I got was <laughs> telling tell him about my menu one day, and I was just barking up a tree, saying, "Well, I'm just not going to be everything to everybody. I'm just going to do a couple sandwiches and a couple salads, and they're just going to have to. That's just all it's going to be." And with fast forward to today, it's like this gigantic operation, and mm -hmm. you know, with our you know our menus, Jose does a beautiful job on the menu, Absolutely. and you know, through the 16 years. It has it has evolved. You know, we've gone from, you know, spaghetti and meatballs and mac and cheese to, you know, salmon over burrata and heirloom tomatoes. And, you know, um, right now we have a seafood curry over steamed rice. It's just that wow. we've changed. So it's like the macaroni part of it, the Italian heritage part of it. It's always going to be there some some mm -hmm. way in some sense. And that heritage doesn't have to mean, you know, spaghetti and meatballs and lasagna. That heritage can mean, you know family that heritage can mean food and coming together with food and good wine and laughter and that's what that's what the heritage is to me that's what this is all about it's all about bringing people together and you know everybody having a good time in a really good atmosphere with really good music playing and all those things come together so everyone you know, and that was part of the reason we got rid of the macaroni name and, and rebranded to t-max was because it put us in this box of where's your chicken alfredo and where's your lasagna and like what like why we don't mm -hmm. have that like why do you think we have that and they're like well isn't this tito macaroni's or is this the macaroni grill i'm like no it's <laughs> not the <laughs> grill. and you know i think for years people have had that perception of that's who we were mm -hmm. and so you know rebranding wasn't just it wasn't just because of that but it was a lot also because everyone in town recalled it t-max we're going to t-max tonight hey let's go to t-max let's go to t-max and just being born and raised here and you know, having tons of family here and tons of friends and, you know, people that have moved here over the years, it's just always been T-Max. So we just went with T-Max and that's just kind of what it is now. And so you moved over, we're in um, the, is it the Colville Market, the Colville... This is the old Ford dealership. So this okay. building sat vacant for almost five, six years and I would walk by it every day on my way up out of here, every day, walk right by it. and. One day my landlord was in here and I was like, just said, hey, Dave, I'm like, did you buy the building next door and let's move the restaurant over there? And he just kind of smiled and he said, anyway, we chatted a little bit about it. And a couple of days later, Logan, who was working for me at the time, said, hey, I saw Dave in the building next door. And I was like, what? So he came in that <laughs> night and I said, do we need to chat? And he's like, yeah, we should chat. And so we, we got together and kind of uh, put a little presentation together about what the vision we saw over here. And. He and Lisa have been my landlords since I opened in, in 2005, and they have been the most amazing landlords and people and friends you could ever, ever ask for. They have believed in me from day one. They have continued to believe in me. And, you know, this is, this is, this, this happened because of the community and people that believed in what we were doing and the vision that we had for this, this restaurant and, and everything we've been doing. So it's a lot of, a lot of good people here. So you were the were you the first business that was going to go into this building that yes. we're in right now? And yep. if you're not familiar with Walla Walla, the building that T Max is now in, there's 
Next door, we have a, a Mark Ryan a, a winery tasting room. We have a Bergevin Lane Vineyards uh, tasting. We have there's a spa in this space. There's an there's a it's an art studio. Andy's there's market. Andy's Market where I get my juices every morning. There's a yeah. there's a clothing store, and this is. I, I love spaces like this where there you these collectives where there's so many businesses. It's 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 just yeah. it's just a lot of fun. And I think when we moved here, I don't think this had been open that long. Tom, when did this we, whole space? We opened uh, well the restaurant opened in July of 2019 and then slowly thereafter other businesses started okay. opening. But we we weren't we weren't completely full. You know, in 2019, that was July, we went into March of 2020, we went into COVID. So I mean it was there was a lot of things that were just really up in the air at that time. Some businesses were starting to open, then all of a sudden they got pushed back. And so we didn't fully, fully open until probably, you know, summer of 2020. Okay. So you or, really haven't been in this space two years? I think we've been closed longer than we've been open in two years because of COVID. <laughs> it's been so right. tough. And the old space was a lot smaller than this, right? Uh, the old space is about 2,000 square feet and we have almost 6,000 here. Okay. So, yeah. yeah it's, so a little bit bigger. It's a little bit bigger, you know, but you know that we... We've got, you know, tables are spaced apart. You have, you know, more of a formal dining room. You have a more casual bar atmosphere. You have the mezzanine, which is more intimate. You have the retail side of it. We have a private dining room. So it, it offers lots of different options for people, whether you want to have a, a planned, you know, anniversary dinner, or you just want to come down and sit at the bar and have a couple appetizers and a drink, or you have a big group that you want to sit in the private dining room. So it just, it offers, you know, lots to, lots to people depending on what you're looking for. And you guys are staying really busy right now. We're very busy. Yeah, which We're is very, a, good pro a good problem yeah, to have. It's, it's a very good problem to have. Um, I think our location is key. Yeah. I think, you know, these outdoor dining things that we added through COVID have been instrumental. And, you know, I don't care if somebody drives by and just sees this corner location with all these windows and this, you know, lush green patio. And they're like, I don't know what that is, but I want to go there. Absolutely. I want to sit on that patio. Absolutely. I want a cocktail. I want to be there. Absolutely. So that's definitely the impression that it has had on me. I mean, I was not familiar with, with, you know, we just moved here a year ago. I remember the first time I drove by, like definitely exactly, exactly the feeling that I have because they do, they've also got this beautiful outdoor deck, all these plants, all these trees. And like you're saying, it's just so inviting. And I believe the, you don't need a reservation. You guys don't take reservations for the patio. Patio is first come first serve just because we never know what the weather's going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and that may be your only chance to get here if you don't make your reservation far enough in advance, because oh you guys are so, so busy right now. It is, it is unbelievably busy all along. But yeah. you were telling me um, when we, I bumped into you last week, sounds like you're, I'm not going to say one of the lucky ones. I'm going to say you're a good employer, but you are one of the few people I've talked to that is not having a staffing issue right now. And I think that I mean, obviously it's, there's a huge shortage right now, but I think that speaks so highly of you and the environment that you've created and the, the partners and support that you have here. I think so. I mean, we, our staff is amazing. I mean, I, I, I mean, most of my staff has been with me for years. Um, I think the one person that's been here the, the shortest amount of time, he's been here for about a year and a half. And the rest of them, very seasoned servers. Um, we like to call ourselves the TMAC family. I mean, we consider this a family. Um, yeah, we're very, we're very fortunate. Um, short staff, you know, we'd like to get back to seven days a week and we, we keep talking about it, but it just, it just doesn't make sense right now with COVID. We just don't know the direction it's going to take this fall and this winter. And we just feel like, like we're going to sit, sit where we're at for the time being. And the next spring in 2022, we'll, 
revisit it and see where we can get. Um, staffing, it is a problem. It's not a huge problem for us. I mean, we, we have been fortunate enough to, you know, hire, hire some new people <clears throat> just recently and they have turned out to be great. Um, you know, um, yeah, it's, we, we are very fortunate. We are. And you do, you have, you have a great staff. I always have a wonderful experience. Um, Sarah has taken care of me many times and it's just so lovely. She's a gem. She is, oh my God, she's a rock she's star. A um, the young man that took care of me when I was in here a couple of weeks ago could not have had a better attitude, you know, and it's, again, it's about, those are the kind of things that set your experience over the top. Yeah. Well, like he just put me in a good mood. It just, so, you know, oh yeah, girl, have that glass of rosé. You know, like I just, you, that's what I want to be. That was Caleb, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, I think, I think it was. I, but I'm telling you, his attitude like that, that that makes that makes a difference. Yeah, we are very fortunate. We have an amazing team. And Logan and uh, Jose's back of the house team too. It's just, I mean, solid, and solid, solid. And just he's a, incredibly talented, your chef. What's that, Jose talented. Mesa? Is Mesa. that Mesa? Yeah, and Mesa. He's been with you. He just had a baby this week. Just a, had a baby. A, a fifth baby girl. This man girl. has got five little girls at home. He does. And uh, um, and is just a wonderful person. I've had the chance to, to meet him. Have, yeah. have obviously haven't had his food many times. Tell a little bit about his story. How long has he been with you? And he's just oh, so talented. Jose's awesome. Jose. So Jose started working for Team Macaroni's back in 2008, 2009. Um, and at that time, um, I had a, an executive chef, Jake Crenshaw, who then I um, had him become a partner. Um, and through the years, we bought Olive, or Merchants, which turned into Olive. And we took Jose over there at that time in 2010 and made him the executive chef over there. Um, you know, through certain situations and stuff, that partnership broke up. Uh, Jake stayed over at Olive. I took my Team Macaroni's restaurant back solely by myself. And Jose chose to stay over there. Um, and through time, Jose and I always stayed close. We always stayed in contact. Um, and then in 2018, when Olive uh, closed, um, it was just a random Friday. I called Jose to, to, to ask him a question about something. And he said he wasn't working there anymore. And I said, well, what are you doing? And he says, well, nothing. I said, well, come work for me. And he's like, all right. So he did that next that next week. And uh, you know, that was at that time, 2018, 2019 is when we started talking about moving the restaurant. And as a 53 year old at that time, 54 year old at that time, I knew that if I was doing this, I, I had to make some changes in my own life. Um, one of them was, you know, I had a, a very large home and I, I got rid of that and, and put all my focus and all my energy into getting this restaurant moved over here. But, you know, it, to me, I, uh, I really wanted this experience to be with, with other people. And that was Jose and Logan. Um, both of them are, you know, like family to me. Um, we're, we're, the three of us are all very super close. Um, Logan is like a son to me. His kids are like my grandkids. Um, he, they all mean so much to me. And I wanted, I wanted to share this experience with them. So, you know, they both bought into the company and, um, we, and it's it's just been it's been so successful. We, we call ourselves the the trifecta that can't be can't be broken. I mean, we're just a really good, you know, team of team of guys. I guess I we're just have such respect for each other, and it's been one of the best things I could have ever done for myself and for this business. Well, and that makes all the difference in the world when you're with the right people and you get the right people on your team, and now they're your yeah. partners. I mean, and yeah. how I mean that's 
that's just as important as your as your location or your menu or anything else. I, I mean, in fact, that may be the hardest piece of the puzzle of all, right? Because it if is. you don't have the right people on your team, yeah, it's it hard is. to execute your dream. And it sounds like you guys are very and and you know, again, I've had the chance to meet Jose. Sounds like you guys really just have a, a similar vision. You see things the same way. Uh, yeah, we really do. And I think the thing about it is, is that you know, Jose is so good at what he does in the kitchen and he's his he, he really his food costs are he's so concerned about those and that's his so he's really good at, at that part of it and i don't i don't walk back there and tell him you know well you should cook this and you should do this and you know i respect his world and he respects my world and you know i respect logan's world and logan's world. We, we all have a piece to this puzzle and we don't overstep each other's boundaries logan is is the the financial wizard behind this business and he he has handled all the PPP loans. He's handled the idle loans. He's had the restaurant revitalization funding and all of those things. As anyone in this business knows, they are not easy. They no. are they are not easy. There is a ton of, of things that have to be documented and recorded and and researched and filed and refiled and followed up on and accounting and you know the AP, the payroll. The, the there's so much of it. It's that job has become almost more than a full-time job where he actually has someone else working with him now yeah. just on that because it's so much, you know, Jose's world, you know, again, when we talk about the old one and the new one and moving, we, you know, we went from, I think 19 employees at the older, we're over 40 employees now. Wow. So we have really grown this business and we're still not seven days a week. So yeah. when we do go to seven days a week. I don't know what's going to happen, you know, next year. So, um, no, we, we, we have got a solid, solid team. And I know that we are truly blessed with that. And it's something we, we talk about on a regular basis. Well, that's wonderful. And again, not an easy thing to find in this business or, or any business and just such a great life lesson. Um, we mentioned a few minutes ago, and I want to go back to this, um, the fantastic patio here. And the reason <laughs> I want to talk about that is because um, in the conversations that we've had over the, the many, many months that, that we've now been here, you know, Walla Walla, really, when COVID hit, I feel like they were one of the best um, response. They had one of the best responses to assist their their restaurants, their wineries, the hospitality industry by putting in all this outdoor dining. But you were really the first person to do that with this beautiful deck that we're actually I can see out the window right now. Um, you were one of the first ones to do that. And you really helped kind of lay the groundwork for that. Can you talk just a little bit about sure, when that sure. happened? Well, you know, obviously when this all happened, you know, um, when COVID started back in, you know, March of 2020, um, nobody really knew what was happening. I mean, to be honest with you, when I first heard that we had to close that, that was a Saturday night, I think it was. And I think we were open that Sunday and then we closed that following Monday, but I thought, oh, we'll be closed for a week. It'll, we'll be fine. We'll be over this. It's no big deal. Well, one week turned into two weeks, two weeks turned into three weeks. And, you know, we, the, the second week we opened, we just went with our normal menu and, you know, we're putting $44 tenderloin steaks in the box. We're putting halibut in the box. And I'm like, whoa, stop, like, stop. Like, this is not working. Like, I'm not, I'm not putting a piece of salmon in a box. I'm not putting a $44 tenderloin steak in a box cooked medium rare that's going to sit for a half hour. And then someone's going to go home and say like, well, this is overcooked. Like, I'm not doing that. So we, we pushed stop and took another week off and, and regrouped and really talked about, you know, if we're going to be in this for a while, which at that point, I think we kind of knew that it might be a while. So we, we kind of just built a whole new menu 
and kind of went back to some some tea macaroni basics from back when we first opened the penne arrabbiata, spaghetti and meatballs, the tagliatelle italiano, different things that we had done through the years that we knew would work. And then we started building some new menu items that we felt comfortable putting in a box. And we said, that's going to sit in a box for a half hour. And I'm okay with that. So that's what we did. We, we dropped our prices down. We started offering our house wine for 20 bucks a bottle versus what we'd normally sell it in the restaurant for. Um, we did weekend specials. We did, we did all kinds of things to create excitement. We did videos. We did, you know, uh, risotto classes. We did meatball classes. We got my mom in here making meatballs one night, uh, one day for a spaghetti meatball special for the following Saturday. So we did all kinds of things. So with all that was the, you know, when we found out that we can only do outdoor seating, we were trying to think, well, how can we maximize the outdoor seating? And so the Nabil, the city manager came over to me and said, hey, we're thinking about closing your street down. How would you feel about that? I'm one restaurant on a block, the building across is vacant, it's been vacant for, for years. Um, so that didn't make any sense to me. Like why, you know, I'm, if there was five restaurants on this block, it'd be awesome. Let's close it down, there's tables and chairs out everywhere. But that's not the case for me. I'm the one, I'm the one business on this entire block basically. So through a conversation I had said, well, can I present something to you? And, it, and he said, yeah, that's great. So he came back the next day with a few different people from the city. and. I did a whiteboard presentation of these parquet dinings that had been done throughout the country and in Europe and, you know, all over the place and said, you know, why can't we do something like this? I've got these two parking spaces in front. I said, you know, we could do this. They can go out here and do this and so on and so forth. Well, they loved the idea. They thought the idea was like just fantastic. And they said, well, what if we did more of these, you know, where, where would you put these? And so um, we walked up and down main street and said, you know, Walla Walla has a, a kind of a corridor of, of where the, the heart of downtown Walla Walla is. And if we can only do so many of them, we started at the beginning of the corridor and kind of walked through the, the three blocks of what the corridor is and you know, looked at each restaurant and said, well, how long have they been in this? How long have they been downtown? How many tables do they have now? You know, how, how could that, this benefit them? And so we kind of walked and looked at this restaurant and that restaurant and kind of picked where we all felt like, you know, these, these are the suggestions, these would be the great places they should go. And so that's kind of how it started. And the city with their PP money said, well, if we do these, we'll help with the expense of them because obviously we're in COVID. The, the PP was just starting to starting to come out. No, not everyone had gotten it yet. Everyone, this was all new to everybody. Everyone didn't really know how to apply for it. Um, but the city had, had a portion of theirs and we were working on getting a portion of ours, that first one. And so that's how that whole thing started. And then once the first four were done, then the, the port of Walla Walla said, well, we'll chip in for four more. And so then they chipped in for four more. And then the city did the, the brick patios in front of the wineries. And so, yeah, it's really turned downtown into like this really cool, cool environment and place to be. And it's vibrant and live and there's people everywhere. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. Um, has it upset some people with parking? Sure it is. And it's going to. And that's just the way it goes. That's change. And people don't like change. And, you know, it's, it's, it is, it's like, you know, people need to move on and get over it. They just have to. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, walk, park a block yeah, away. Yeah, We don't have a parking problem. We have a walking problem. No, I, I, I agree. Just, I, I, I agree. I definitely don't mind parking two right blocks away just so I can walk down, you know, yeah. first Avenue and, yeah. and like Tom's saying, you know, helps pick out like the best spots where you've got, you know, multiple little restaurants, all these tables. First Avenue is completely shut down for yeah. one block and there's just tables and beautiful string lights. They're doing now live music there, like yeah, on this, on Saturdays true. during, during the summer. And there's a little cute, 
hot dog spit, little well, and, hot dog window you can go get a hot dog from or go grab yeah, you know a, a glass of wine from yamas and a and some euro fries or, or whatever and it's just it's it's it is very european it is very and i gotta tell you when we first moved here we were you know we were going back and forth between seattle and in here a lot and you guys were on the ball with this seattle it was six months behind before seattle started doing well, this and it was just i was just come on guys get it together we I need will this say, i will say that nabil nabil the city manager and andy with the parks and recreation department i mean we're we're phenomenal to partner with and so open to the ideas and so like just just so open to whatever ideas we had like let's talk about this let's work through this i mean the the pots that I had ordered for my patio, um, they came down and said, well, where did you get those? And so I said, well, here's my account. Just look it up and see what you guys want to do. So they got online and they bought a hundred of these fiberglass pots for the city of Walla Walla and then worked with the Walla Walla Nursery. Their entire team game town came downtown to Walla Walla. And there was probably a hundred people down here um, that morning. It was like 6 a.m. They've got all these hundred planters. There, there's a team of people putting dirt. There's a team of people planting. There's a team of people watering. And then there's a team of people hauling them on hand trucks all throughout the main street of Walla, placing them in front of businesses to help create these. You know, not everyone had a park at dining. Not everyone, you know, had, had something. So we started creating these these patios with these planters, and then people just just started adding their own lights, and then started adding their own you know, furniture and their own railings. And it just created this in really incredible, you know, downtown experience that, yeah, like, like no one else has. We've had people from other cities, Portland, Ellensburg, Wenatchee, all over the country, all over the, all over the place coming here, taking photos and asking, how did you, how did you do this? How did mm -hmm. you guys do this? And, you know, it was a partnership, honestly, <clears throat> Nabil and Andy, they listened, they, they heard what our needs were. They heard what we were, what we were terrified of and, what we needed help with and they they acted and they acted fast and that made all the difference in the world if we wouldn't have had that patio when we were outdoor seating only i don't know that we'd still be here yeah honestly yeah it made all the difference in the world for us and yeah so it has made i feel like well walla walla has always been just a darling town to begin with you come here and it's just like one of those i want to say one of those little cute towns in america but it really is i remember the first time i came here i fell in love with it and the addition of everything the city has done and that you have helped you know be instrumental in it's really just added to how special of a place this is i agree, I agree. and speaking you know just of, of walla walla in general so you you know you grew up here and then Born you moved race. away and then you came back and obviously like you were saying you know parents own the deli always been tied to the you know hospitality entertaining community um tell us a little bit about like what you've seen i mean i feel like just since i have moved here it just going on a year now that you know there's new things coming in and you know white house crawford's gonna you know reopen as the kinglet with my, you know things are definitely i feel like people are really getting kind of like the walla walla bug but tell, tell us from your perspective as someone who's been here i remember i remember back in um 05 and 06 07 when i when i first opened t-max and um people were saying back then like oh you're just on the cutting edge of wall wall it's going to explode and oh you're, you got it at the right time and i remember saying that and i think you could say that every year about wall i yeah. think every year it continues to evolve and you know this building you know sat vacant for five years the one across the street's been vacant for now almost going in eight years because you know they're still renovating and still working on it but you know once that opens up you know you start to see 
it's not just the main street of Wall Wall. You're starting to see it kind of spread down the side streets and on the other side of the streets. You've got the Finch Hotel that opened up. That's super cool. You've got Lovely. the new lodge apartments that have opened up. So you have you you all of a sudden we've just created this whole part of town that's that's changed drastically. Um, so yeah, I I have seen a, an a, enormous change in in the downtown the community, but it's still evolving, and I still think. 10 years down the road, it's going to be even more spectacular than it is right now. It just continues to get better and better and better all the time. And, you know, you see buildings being renovated, you see homes being renovated, you see, you know, some of the, some of the worst neighborhoods being completely revitalized and changed. And that's for someone that was born and raised here and has such passion for this community and for this town. It's, it's, it's just personal pride for me. I, I love it. I mean, I, I truly love it. And I'd love to see it continue to happen. And I, I have got friends that have moved here over the years just from coming to Walla Walla mm -hmm. with me. I mean, two of my closest friends, when they first started coming with me to Walla Walla, they're like, how can we make this happen for us? And they did it. They followed me a year after I moved here and they're still here. And I mean, they just couldn't be happier. They've created their own, their own you know, group of friends and community. And uh, it's, 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 it's great to see. I mean, I want, I want people to, I guess what I want is I think life is just crazy and life is chaotic and life is busy and we all have stuff going on but it's like living here in Walla Walla it's just it's a pace of life that is just so amazing and, and I refer to it as Sunset Magazine everyone in <laughs> Washington Oregon and Idaho look at Sunset Magazine but we live Sunset Magazine we live here like I was out at a, a winery um, on Friday just sitting in one of the most beautiful wineries chatting with the winemaker drinking drinking wine just like having the, my, the time of my life, just having a great day. And it's like, this is what we get to do every day here. Yeah. And it's amazing. We're it, so lucky to be here. We, we are, we are so lucky. And I, I almost feel like I'm on vacation when I'm here, you know, yeah. like it's, it is, it's a slower pace of life. I mean, we both, you know, you spent 12 years in Seattle. I spent, I spent eight and, you know, coming, you know, you coming back, I'm from a small town. I'm from a town in Alabama, so small. There's not a, you know, there's not a stoplight. <laughs> so for, for me to get to come back to something like this, um, it is. It, is, it yeah. is very special. And, you know, definitely some things that we don't have that the big city has. But last week sat down with the, another a local chef, um, Alexis Norton, and she also had come from Seattle. And we were just talking about, you know, well, it sucks that we don't have Pike Place, but like I can go to Frog Hollow Farm and actually See, buy from the farmer themselves. And I think that's the greatest thing because that to me is that's part of the experience of being here is I want to do that. Like I'll probably go there today. Yeah, like, I, I might probably, see you there. <laughs> I'll probably go to Frog Hollow today because, and I don't really need anything, but I just, it's part of like why I love living here. Like I'll go out there just to get some tomatoes to make a salad for tonight. Like that's what I'll do. No. And, it's, and it's, that is the greatest part about being here is, is, is just doing those kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, I, again, growing up here and, and that's part of my weird heritage is my, my relatives and families had those farms and had those fruit stands out on the old highways. And so there's a, there's a certain smell of summer and a certain smell of, of harvest and produce or something that, that, that I have that most people don't have because I was grown and born and raised and grew up in this whole thing. So to me, it's like, it just, again, goes back to that heritage thing that I talk about. It's, 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 it's memories and it's good memories. And it's just, it's, it's, yeah, I can't, I can't talk enough about the quality of lifestyle here and, and how good it is. I, 
I could not agree with you more. And I'm kind of the same way with you. I will totally wander out to Frog Hollow Farm is like eight minutes from my house. So when I drop Marcus off at work, it's just right on the way. You know, I I get out, I take the dog. Me and Chiso go. What do you What'd you pick today? Or what'd you pick yesterday? Like what's new? It's not always about like I'm looking. And you can go pick your own. And they, I mean, I don't know what it was a few weeks ago. They had you could go. They had too much basil, so they you can come pick your basil for free. Tom, I can't tell you how much basil (laughs) I've got. Basil butter. I've got basil simple syrup. I've got basil chimichurri i've got so much pesto i just i picked way too much but it's just yeah and, and you go out you talk to amy you talk to you know her daughter in the yeah. shop or mary like they're all just like such wonderful people yeah. you can see the farmers it's it's again it's it's not pike place but i'm actually yeah. going to the producer to the farmer themselves and, and having a relationship i see where they're picking their fruit from that is just that's so special but I, I think i think those of us who've lived in the city and those of us think all the things we think we can't get there. There's, you know, there's, there's new, there's like butcher butcher who does a great job. Fantastic. There's Hannah with a uh, foodscape. That's oh what she's gosh. doing. is amazing. amazing. And what we offer in the Epicurean kitchen. So it's like, almost, it's like, if you stop, get your meat, you stop, get your fish and whatever. You know, Hannah's got some great spices and different things in there. Come over to, to Epicurean kitchen and get a few other things. You kind of do get what you need. And if you don't get what you need, next time you go to Seattle, take an ice chest, take an extra box and go, go fill it with what you think right. you need and come back home and, and enjoy the day-to-day lifestyle and the, and the no traffic issues. Right? And, uh, oh my gosh, the I mean, low stress, yeah, the- It's just- Yeah, and I mean, since and, Hannah has opened Foodscape, which is, that was the old kitchen, your old kitchen, old kitchen, right? Kitchen, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, and so she's got this fabulous shop next door. She's it's really a, a year, not even a year old, and she's, she's getting in fresh fish from Seattle almost daily when she, you know, she opened five days a week, I think. And that is really, I think, filled a void for at least, you know. Oh God, yeah, she's she's got a niche. Oh like, my gosh. Really great niche. She's done a fantastic job. We got the most beautiful swordfish from her. And, I, and I'm like you, I go in and I say, I'm not looking for something like, what do you have this the freshest? What do you have this the best? And she's like, oh, you want the swordfish. Like, I mean, I yeah. love salmon, you know, right. and I love halibut. Like, what do you have that came in that looks beautiful that I can right. go home and, you yeah. know, had never cooked swordfish before. And well, Marcus cooked it, not I, but I will tell you, <laughs> it came, it was, it was so, it was, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. And it's just these special people here that like, like her making, making Walla Walla so special. Yep. And yep. I think, you know, I always, since I moved here, I've thought that, for the size town that this is, there is a disproportionate amount of good restaurants and, and and good food, little shops and things. And I think it's just, you know, a lot of that I think is also tied to the wine community. I think people that like to make wine, that like good wine, like good food. Yes. And that has, you know, that has also contributed to the the food community here. You know, and I, you talked about earlier about, you know, we're busy. We, we have been busy. We have been busy for, you know, through COVID for a, a majority of the time of this whole thing. And, that people will often ask, well, why do you think that is? And I think it's a combination of a lot of things. I think it's a combination of, again, I think it's our location. I think it's our new our new restaurant. I think that it is, it, Walla Walla has continued to grow and grow and grow. And like you say, not necessarily in, in residence, but it's it's growing its reputation and its name. So as people maybe don't feel comfortable traveling from Seattle to Napa right now, whether you have to fly or whether you want, but what they are comfortable with is like, let's just go to Walla Walla for the weekend. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're in Boise, you're in Portland, you're in Spokane, you're just in the Tri-Cities. Let's just go to Walla Walla for the weekend. It's a cute community. We've got great restaurants. There's great wineries. There's great little shops downtown. And back to the Parquette Dinings downtown. It's a great environment to be downtown. The first street over there that you two you talked about a little earlier, um, you know, originally that was going to be closed down and this is to be part of the code thing. Well, guess what happened? It's super popular super and people popular. really like it. So it's going to become permanent. They're actually going to brick the whole street and level it all out so it's not a street anymore. They're going to actually make it the new downtown plaza. 
and it's going to be great. That's a part of continuing to grow our community, to 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 create an environment that draws a lot of people in. Uh, one of the conversations I had with Nabil was, you know, other cities between Seattle and Walla Walla trying to steal our our tourism business because hey, we got wineries here too. Why go to Walla Walla? Well, let me give you a reason to go to Walla Walla. Look our look at our downtown. Mm-hmm. Look at look at every downtown from from Walla Walla. So Seattle, you tell me which one has stepped up and which one has really made a big change and really put themselves out there to do something. Um, that's Walla Walla. They, they, they've done an amazing job. And it, it, it's what sets us apart from everyone else. And I think in today's business and in everything that anyone does today is you have to set yourself apart from what everyone else is doing. And and I I do that to my restaurant. I say that to a winery. You know, what, what makes you different from the other... Th- five wineries that are you're sitting next to right now mm-hmm. is it your customer service is it what you're offering is it the experience is it your outdoor seating is it your your actuators whatever it's like you have to everybody has to think outside the box of what you're doing right now you just can't be another cookie cutter restaurant or a cookie cutter winery or a cookie cutter business you have to really push yourself to say why us like why are you coming to me and it's it's again it's to me it's all about the detail it goes back to all the details what sets you aside and makes you makes you special. Absolutely. I cannot agree with you more. And I mean, I think we're close to 200 wineries here. I mean, restaurants, even now, you know, we've talked about, you know, the, the Kinglet is going to be opening. I know a lot of it just things are happening yeah. downtown. You know, I know of other things in the, in the, in the talks that, you know, may open and, you know, in the coming year as well. And yeah, you got to be competitive. Like it's it's the details that yep. that matter. Like really every, every little piece, like we've been talking about, just that's so important from the hospitality perspective because yep. it isn't just about the food or it's not just about the wine. I mean, yep. I, anytime someone comes to visit me, I think you know, okay, well, where am I going to take them wine tasting? And it's not it's not just about the wine. For me, it's just as important where I'm drinking the wine. I don't, you know, I want to take them somewhere beautiful where they can look at a vineyard or feel, you know, like they're you know in a wine town. I want yep. the people to be great. I'm not going to take them somewhere someone was rude to me it's it's when you get all those three things together like which isn't easy but we've we've got some great great restaurants great wineries great people in the hospitality business here um because i think i think well and i think wall wall attracts that but for for all the things that you're saying and i think it's just continuing to i mean i've known several chefs from seattle that have contacted me over the past year about possibly looking at a space over here oh how do you you know how's how was the change going to Walla Walla and and it's just been a, a breath of fresh air for us. It's 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 been so nice and we don't feel like we're missing much. I mean, of course, I'd love to go get you know ramen a little more than I am. You know, the, like for me, that's been the biggest hit is you yeah. know someone coming up in a really good Asian restaurant here to me is the only piece missing. But yeah. like, there's so many farms and table. It, it will it will be here in time, and I think that's you know. Um, Again, it's 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 a it, it will continue to evolve. It's 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 you know we we've talked about you know we have this slow season coming up this winter and mm-hmm. and I was we were having a conversation the other day. It's like I don't really know that we will. I don't know if we know what a slow season looks like anymore. You know because it I think COVID has changed the way people think and the way Great. the way people live their lives. And you know a lot of people are working from home now. Yeah, a lot of people are working from home now. And flexibility a lot of people are going to continue to work from home. Yeah. So. I know of, of, of two different people that still work for corporate America, big Seattle companies who live in Walla Walla now and work from home in Walla Walla. And that's going to happen more and more. Yeah. So the, the, and the other part about too is what we talked about earlier is 
is the lifestyle. And I think COVID has really made people stop and stop and say like, okay, wait, what am I doing? How, what do I, what do I, what's my next five years look like? And I think that is what's going to bring more and more people to this community and, and do something, follow their passion, just follow their passion and chase it and live a lifestyle that's enjoyable. And we have seasons, four seasons right. of weather. It's like mm -hmm. our weather is amazing. Yeah, it amazing is. Amazing weather. And so. I, I think you're totally right. Like these, these habits that have been formed during COVID getting out of the city, like even as we hope to God, COVID eventually starts to wind down. I think that people's mindset is not necessarily going to change that much because even as I started to see things, you know, reopening and, you know, more restaurants coming back and new ones happening in Seattle and Portland and it's, I'm not having the urge to run back to Seattle. I'm liking what I found. And I think yeah. that, a, I think that a lot of people are, are going through the same thing. Really, I don't have to be, I can drive to Seattle, you know, when I want to and, and live in this much more, like, like we're saying this little sunset magazine life. I love that. I think that's honestly, it's true. It is. I spent one day with three different wine bakers. They called and said, Hey, bring lunch out. Let's drink some wine. So I went out and sat with three very well-known makers. I brought lunch out and we popped probably four or five library wines out of mm. one day. And we just all sat there and just thought, God, this is so great. This is our life, you guys. This is what we get to do. This is what we get to do every day. And it's just, it's, it really is amazing. It's, yeah. we're so fortunate to be here. Really I are. I could not agree more and have loved talking with you about your story and Walla Walla. Tell us as we wind down here, I mean, what can we, you talked a little bit about, you know, the, the Epicurean, the kitchen club that hopefully hopefully coming up soon and i will yeah. definitely be a part of it but what and anything you know what's on the near horizon for you guys as we as we go on you just know, trying to figure it out <laughs> i think i think as we just had a meeting just the, the three owners we we try to sit down on tuesdays and nine and just go through things and one of our the, the last thing we really talked about was was just remaining idle right now like let's just let's remain idle right now i, I we, we talked about winter we talked about you know being shut down again we talked about being you know, what if we, our, our capacity changes back to 25% or something like that. And that's, I think for us right now, it's like, let's just embrace what we have and be fortunate that what we have is, is going so well. And let's, let's just try to get to spring of 2022. And hopefully all of this stuff is gone and we've all moved on from it and people are hugging and getting along again. And this division that's happened is over and we can all just kind of get back to some sort of Hate to use the word normal normality, but some something that we just that that isn't a topic of conversation anymore, you know. And so I think for us and TMAX and Epicurean Kitchen and our TMAX family is just try to remain just idle and just let's do our best to get through this and do our part to do whatever we can to get through it and just that's it. Just, no, just that's the that's the best thing you can have, I think. And yeah. Tom, you your story and your attitude as is so refreshing. I love hearing you talk about Walla Walla. You can really just tell again, how close to your heart it is. It and, is. and, and that shines through in, in your restaurant and everything you're doing. Um, it's been such a pleasure to spend this hour talking with you and hearing more of your story. I really could, I could chat with you for, <laughs> for another hour. We'll have to have we'll you back on. Yes. Around. Next time we'll have, a, <laughs> next time we'll just, I'll come in for a bottle of wine. Know, right? We'll sit down. I'll have that. Oh my gosh, the ahi tuna um, avocado salad. That's still, I have a feeling so as summer winds down, that's going to be coming off the menu. I, I hope know. not. I it so. has, you guys, it's a ahi tuna, avocado, and a plantain 
salad. It is mango one of salsa. it's oh yeah, mango salsa. It's probably my favorite thing in town right now. It's I good. get it every time I come it's here. It's it's delicious. Put that put that on your list. If you're coming to Walla Walla or you're lucky enough to be a local living the Sunset Magazine life with us, yeah. you guys are open Tuesday to Saturday. Tuesday to Saturday right now, lunch and dinner both days. Yep. And same for the Epicurean Kitchen. Kitchen yep. Tuesday to Saturday. So yep. you can get your fix. Try to get a reservation because they are busy. Otherwise the patio is Open first come first serve in and good it's weather. Gorgeous if the weather's perfect, it's, and it really is. And we got the next September October are two best months ever uh, in this town. It's absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Well, you'll definitely see me there drinking wine yep. a lot. And Tom, thank you so much for <laughs> doing this. It was so much fun. Thank Thanks. you.